back to Jay Tom Lawler rink. Happy New Year's Eve, everybody. I'm Mike Mackman with John Leahy. Tonight's score here at the end of the first intermission. Colorado College leads Merrimack. The score is 2-1. to one. Tonight's first intermission is brought to you by Fuddruckers, an official partner of Merrimack Athletics. Make sure you stop in at Fuddruckers for a burger or delicious salad before or after the next Warrior game. Located just down the street from Merrimack at 550 Turnpike Street. They also have locations in Reading and in Salem, New Hampshire. Well, Merrimack struck first tier three minutes into the game. CC came back with two goals. Nearly had a third one, which was waved off due to goaltender interference. Uh, but they lead two to one here. Shots in the first actually favored Merrimack, sixteen to six. But CC with two goals on their six shots leads two to one. And I'm going to bring in here now Joshua Cummins from New England Hockey Journal. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Josh, looked like Merrimack did uh, almost everything that they would have probably liked to do in that first period, except maybe to score more goals. I mean, sixteen shots on goal, pretty good opponent here as well coming in. Only give up six, but uh, two of those very good chances, and they end up in the back of the net. And uh, you know, one of those is the difference. Yeah, it really seems like the the only way to sum this up is that, that it's not fair. Sometimes it seems like, like you said, that Merrimack did a lot of wanted to do. They're pretty fast out of the gate, and I think hit two two and two direct posts and, and one off. Um, and Colorado scores. Uh, Colorado College comes back and, and scores two off of two quick plays, and that's the difference. Yeah, and almost the third one off another quick plays you saw. I mean, Merrimack's been able to get some pressure, a lot of pressure in the offensive zone, but a couple times they've uh, turned over the puck, and I also like the fact that CC's aggressive, I think, on the on the play in their own end. They had a guy there, you know, covering the play there between the points and being able to pick off the, the, the pass and start the play going the other way, but, you know, we talked about it, John and I did before the game. you got some players on this club, you know, CC, that can, uh, you know, make some plays and score some goals, and, and we clearly saw that you give them opportunities, and they're going to take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. It seemed like there were a lot of turnovers kind of both ways, it seemed, because Merrimack was getting some of that offense off of it as well. A couple of those posts were, were kind of transition plays as well. But, but yeah, it kind of seems like looking at the numbers that you'd think that they score more goals the kind of the way that you saw Colorado College play this first period. You know, CC's coming in town uh, this weekend. We know that uh, I'm sure we'll have some folks listening from out in Colorado Springs watching and listening, but uh, CC's going to go from here uh, tomorrow up to Maine, up to Orono. They'll play University of Maine. Uh, we'll see Maine as well. Merrimack will for the first time, only time during the regular season here in just a, uh, a couple of weeks, two or three weeks as well. Uh, have you had a chance to see the Black Bears yet? Uh, any thoughts on them? I actually haven't seen them yet, but but obviously they're they're a team that's got some some pretty uh, pretty good offensive players as well uh, up here. Pearson, uh, Chase Pearson, and obviously a, a Bruins goaltending uh, prospect, Jeremy Swayman, who hasn't had as, as good a year this year as he has as, a, as he did as a freshman, but but obviously in this league, goaltending is so important, and, and goalies can steal any game, as, as you guys know. Merrimack's going to go to UNH on Friday night. Uh, again, another club. Uh, only seen them on television. I don't know about yourself, but uh, wanted to get your thoughts on the Wildcats as well. This is the first time that we'll see them live on Friday. Yeah, obviously uh, uh, very good. Uh, another another team, first year coach, just like like Merrimack here. They're obviously um, kind of struggling as far as they played a lot of one goal games as well. But um, but they have another goalie who's kind of come, Mike Robinson, uh, this year, second year, someone who's uh, played pretty well as of late, and they're they're playing their best hockey right now, which is, I guess, kind of what you want coming into the second half of the season to have some momentum on your side. Well, the team they beat, Bentley, a 4-3 win. Now, you've seen a lot of Bentley, uh, Josh. What did you, you think of their performance yesterday? 
Yeah, they're, they're another team. Obviously, um, they've come in and beaten a lot of hockey's teams over, over the last few years, and, and obviously early this year uh, against BC as well. Uh, played a really good game. I think the the momentum that their their new rink has kind of brought in is really really good to see uh, in that program. There, um, obviously, uh, Atlantic Hockey program kind of just coming up to the kind of the full scholarships and everything like that. But that new rink is is something that every program that kind of goes through that is, is really big momentum builder and seems like they're kind of riding that right now. What's your take on the uh, the first half of the season, I guess, with respect to Hockey East? Uh, kind of interesting in that the, uh, some of the you know the traditional powers not doing quite as well in BC and BU in particular. Uh, some of the other you know non-traditional uh, powers, but teams that have come on of late, like Providence and Northeastern, off to excellent starts. Northeastern in particular, despite the fact that they lost so much in the off season. Uh, and then you have UMass, which clearly had been building towards this season, and uh, right now on, on top of the standings with a perfect record. Right. As far as UMass, I think you kind of see it building at the at the end of last year with just the, the way they were able to play some of these teams. They obviously didn't make it as far in the, in the playoffs as it as it seems like uh, and the record-wise as far as they are right now, but, but with Makar and Ferraro, those are two guys who, if they were able to stick around for, for even this year, which I guess some people weren't weren't quite sure about, but, but those two guys kind of saw as well what was building, and, and they've been off to an unbelievable start this year um, as well. As, as far as Providence and Northeast I think those were two teams that, that a lot of people saw to be up there along with, with BU and BC who haven't gotten uh, as much of the, the wins as they would like. But but I think BC and, and BU, and obviously um, <laughs> not the records that they would have liked, but, but definitely teams that... I don't think anyone wants to, to see coming down the stretch because of uh, because of how well they have tend to perform. In the yeah, and I should correct myself too in saying with regard to BC that although their overall record is you know nothing uh, special, uh, they only have I believe one loss in the league, and they uh, you know they've been pretty hot since we saw them earlier in the season, very early in the season, and they they're right there. Uh, near the top of the standings along with those other three clubs. It's really UMass, uh, Providence, Northeastern, and BC, and, and then a bit of a drop-off there uh, to BU. Well, the Winter Classic tomorrow, Josh, Bruins and Blackhawks. Colin Daly, we very might well see him in goal for Chicago, the Merrimack alum. Are you going to watch it, and what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, just saw before the game on Twitter that, that Cam Ward is going to start, which is kind of uh, disappointing. It seems like both both teams uh, uh, kind of had goaltending questions because of uh, the way that, that Tuka had been playing, but he played a great game uh, the other night, so uh, kind of not surprised to see that one, but kind of obviously disappointing for the Merrimack fans that they're not going to get Colin, because he's been playing so well as well. Yeah. Well, they got a couple of guys that are doing well in the uh, you know very recent alums. Uh, Brett Sini graduated last year, and uh, actually had graduated the year before, and then got his master's last year, so two degrees <laughs> in two years for, for Sini, but now up with the New Jersey Devils, and then uh, Delia, of course, graduated in three years a couple years ago, and uh, took his talents to the, to the Blackhawks, and uh, you know, a couple of guys who are you know, keeping a pretty pretty close eye on and guys that have gotten off to a pretty good start this year. Yeah, it's awesome to see because obviously uh, everyone sees the BC and the BU guys in the NHL, but, but Merrimack, what, what this program's done is, is, is getting players to the next level is really fun to see and, and actually was at the Bruins game when, when Sini played, so it's really cool to, to see that kind of new school come up as far as the, the NHL is concerned. Well, second period is going to be coming up here in just a minute. CC, as we mentioned, you know, they, they may have been outplayed overall 
being outshot 16 to six, but had uh, several pretty good chances and made good on a couple of them. Almost made good on a third one before it was waved off. Uh, first of all, your thoughts on that? Uh, the call there, the goaltender interference. Uh, was that what you thought might happen? Yeah, I, I didn't see it as well live because it's just down at the other end of the rink. But after watching the, the replay, it looked like well before the, the puck went in that, that Craig's mask uh, went off in the net. So it definitely seemed like a good call after seeing the, the replay. Yeah. All right, and so first of all, if you're Scott Bork on the, uh, the in the Merrimack locker room, what do you tell your team now? You played pretty well in the first, but you're still on the short end of the score. Yeah, I think you're just going to keep doing what you're doing because they had um, obviously some some very good chances, hit the post a couple times, but you just kind of have to stick with it. They're making some plays, but just kind of uh, get guys and pucks to the net. I guess it's pretty simple, but, but keep doing what you're doing. It seems like uh, uh, the goals will come with pucks. Now. And then on the Colorado College side, Mike Haviland, you know, his glove on the road here probably, you know, they bounce back from an early one nothing deficit to, to take the lead opportunistic there overall. As we said, you know, they might have been outplayed, but they still have a lead here and uh, going into the second period, what's he telling his club? Yeah, I think like we were talking about before, turnovers kind of seemed like they were uh, kind of playing a big factor in the game there. Merrimack was able to get some of their offense off of that, so kind of just clean up the middle of the ice there and obviously opportunistic, so it's it's good to see, but kind of maybe tighten things up uh, in the middle of the ice and, and keep them away from those chances that they were all right, thanks a lot, Josh. We certainly appreciate your time. A happy New Year. Any, any big plans for New Year's tonight? No, just uh, uh, head back home uh, uh, for the end of this one and uh, get ready for 2019, I guess. All right, thanks a lot. We'll look forward to seeing you again down the line. Uh, folks, check out his work, New England Hockey Journal, and uh, it's hockeyjournal.com, right? Yep. All right, that's Josh coming our guest here. Score at the end of one is Colorado College 2, Merrimack 1. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.